Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. told you the the story of Jim's father's ashes <laughs> that they're right over there so uh to the listening audience uh yes we have a little bit of Jules's dad here at the Maha'a lounge because we're classy it's in a very small urn very very small and uh he's put on the Maha'a bar by the Irish whiskey as he would have enjoyed correct and uh, I introduced him to Patty today brought him over and, and I uh, immediately genuflect we bowed we both we both it's so in our like Catholic blood to be like, drop your head, drop your head. Sh- if I had a hat respect. on, I would have probably taken it off. Sir, Mr. Ferris, nice yeah. to meet you. And uh, so when he died and he was cremated, uh, his mother was like giving pieces of him away. She, so she's like, okay, um, you want a little, you want, she says to me, do you want some of daddy? Do you want some daddy? I was like, wait, wait oh. one more time. <laughs> I have never called my in-laws ma, pa, mom, dad. I don't do, I don't even call my parents official mother, father names. Did she really say, do you want some daddy? You want some daddy. Okay, because that's. <laughs> those, those are exact words. I'm not paraphrasing. Hey, do you want some daddy? And I'm she like. She said like that? Or on she a said, pizza? do you want some daddy? Do you want some daddy in your life? It's like. Do you want to get a Do you want to get a third going here? Ew, but she had uh, <laughs> <laughs> she had a catalog. What the fuck? It's on your shirt. Oh, this is my friend Kendra's grandmother. <laughs> Speaking of awesome people, <laughs> my friend Kendra's grandmother. I can't endorse this enough. I wear this to like a lot of shows, and I am totally selling her merch for her. She's a she's a comedian, Kendra Cunningham, and she did a collab a collab with a, a thing called Boy Meets Girl a store called Boy Meets Girl, and they came up with this like series of shirts based on this picture of her grandmother in Hawaii who met this hot Hawaiian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I still want a t-shirt of that. You did buy it because it's limited release. What I think there's it? some, it's a, go to Kendra Cunningham, go to her website and you'll see the link to buy these awesome okay. shirts. Now get back to your, get back to. We'll put this on Patreon because the, the Patreon subscribers. Get back to, do you want some daddy? All right, so do you want some daddy? I think we, I think we figured out the name of this episode, by the way. And so sometimes it just sails right in. Wow. Do you want some daddy? She didn't say it with a Z attached right. to daddy. So, okay. But she was totally serious. She's looking through this catalog. She's like, do you want some daddy? I can make him into a necklace for you. <laughs> And then what was your response? I was like, you know what? I um I have too many accessories. Like I'm already, you know, Marie Kondoing everything. So I just I'm so good, but thank you. Ooh, earrings. No, no, I can't. I can't. I don't want some daddy. I don't need daddy. She's like giving him away. And then she I also was like, he's there's gonna be nothing left to put in this. Yeah mausoleum or whatever you call what do you urn. call those things you put them in the urn but then you put them in like a, a vault basically okay and uh so then she's asking jim's sister what about the kids do the kids want some of daddy <laughs> and then the kids have 
have to politely be like, you know, uh, I'm good. I don't need any. I, let me just remember him the way he was and not in a very small urn or earrings or a necklace or maybe one of those Pandora bracelets. <laughs> Every kiss begins with Jim's father. What? Oh, I don't understand a Pandora bracelet. I don't get I don't get it. It's like that uh, Alex and Ani bracelets. I don't that's I don't not my that jam. Is. Whatever the I, every time I pass a Pandora, it's always busy in there. Always. I'm like, who's buying Pandora? I don't I don't under first of all, it's confusing that there's Pandora station, then there's Pandora bracelet. Yeah, I can like switch it up. And it's basically like a glorified like when like my grandmother and now my mom have like those charm bracelets. Yeah. Made a gazillion years ago. And so that you can collect the charms, you can pass right. them down. And they're fancy and they're gold and they're like really like Annie Mame of it all. <laughs> and then like you roll into the 2000s and everyone's like, you know, we should bring back this charm bracelet, but let's make it really tacky. Yeah. And let's make it over the top and bejeweled. Uh-huh. But can you imagine now the Pandora is the pass down of this generation? She's yeah, like, before terrible. my grandmother died, she gave me her Pandora bracelet on and then her like, deathbed. And then there's the granddaughter being like, what the fuck, the fuck is am I going to do with this Jesus thing? Ring toss? So all this is to say I, I rejected a piece of daddy. <laughs> uh, I could have gone for the uh, the earrings, but I chose not to uh-huh. because that's a little, it's a little weird to have the ashes of your father-in-law hanging out on your lobes. So she didn't ask you if she wanted your own personal urn. Uh, she just sort of said piece of daddy. So I could have gone for the urn. Mm. I think I had options. But, you know, we've already got a piece of them on the bar. Where, what am I going to do with another piece of daddy? It just seems strange. Where am I going have... to put them? In the bathroom? I don't know. What's what's like my space that's that I'm going to put daddy? Uh, but I feel like that's such an Italian thing, isn't it? She's like, eat, manja. Who wants a piece of daddy? Who wants another piece of daddy? Come on, come on. You know, we don't want we don't want all of daddy for ourselves. Who wants a piece of daddy? Huh? Come on. Huh? You look come so right skinny. Up. Have a piece of daddy. <laughs> look at you. You're wasting away. Have a piece of daddy. Huh? <laughs> wow. I don't know if that is an Italian thing. The Irish people, they just prop them up when they die. So there you go. That's the piece of daddy story. Okay. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm fine. How has your week been? Really uneventful. I'm I'm starting to work with a career counselor as if I were uh, a senior in college. Oh my god! I met with one of those when I was in like junior high, and they were like, "Well, according to all the tests, you should be a horticulturist." Right. Well, this is a little bit more sophisticated once you're in your forties. Oh, okay. Which is where I am. Okay. Really? Which very is well I'm, preserved. I'm I love located. that you say I'm in my forties, and then you take out a a wad of antidepressant pills out of your pocket. <laughs> That's also in there with like a straw wrapper and some receipts from TJ Maxx. <laughs> and you're chugging it with a Diet Coke. If that isn't so a 40s get the max thing, with the minimum. I tell you what. No, it's, it's, um, this guy's very interesting. Um, he, they're also very expensive. I didn't really? realize that, but they are. What, what's the process? I'm fascinated by this. Uh, it's like a bunch, right? I haven't, I've only done some kind of like, uh, questionnaires right now and then you kind of okay so you're filling out forms online right and then you have like hour-long coaching sessions and you have homework and oh my god how long like does did you like buy a package or something i did how I did. many meetings do you have with this guy so far uh six initially oh my god but i've already been doing this before like i uh like 
a couple of weeks crying ago. in your bathtub usually yeah. Yeah. well i started to like i'm like how did i get here that's <laughs> my question and then i um oh I like, this is okay. what most songs are built on i was like wow i've been doing this a long time because i'll be coming up five years at my current position and i'm like what do i like about it? so then i decided to go back from all the jobs once i stopped act well actually from when i was bartending i'm like what did i like there okay and instead of not what i don't like Oh, look at you picking the positives. So what I liked there, and then I, when I worked in uh, a showroom for textiles, I'm like, what did I like there? And then Ralph Lauren and where I'm currently at and kind, kind of going. You're trying like, to create a Venn diagram. Kind of. Of the things that you actually enjoyed at these various places. Right. And all the things that I really like to do don't pay anything. So that's difficult. You That was a shot at me. You looked me dead in the eyes as if to say, don't you worry. When when they discover Dear Pod, we're going to be like Joe Rogan, that $100 million Spotify deal. We need to find our demographic, and we got to find rich people within the demographic. I just find it very fascinating that... He has this many followers. It's just, it's just strange. Like, like I don't, I don't really know much about. It. I can't really cut on him um, because I don't know much about him. I do know some of his conspiracy theories, but oh, I yeah, just yeah, find yeah. it very interesting. It's like if the guy who runs the bodega underneath my apartment had a gazillion million listeners for his podcast, yeah. I'd be like, but you're just I the guy understand. that makes pizza downstairs that thinks like batteries can talk to one another. Is that true? Maybe I don't know, and like sometimes the pizza comes to life at night. Like, oh my I don't god! Know. But now add to the fact that like it, then you know they're really like, Ugh, I'm a guy. Ugh, I snort creatine and I mix it with snake venom. You Are know? these the, also the same guys? Because I follow like a bunch of like workout bros because I like to see what they do, and I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Then I talk to my my trainer. I'm like, is this a real thing? He's, He's like, like, no. no. But there is a group of straight men. You shouldn't be doing push-ups some, with your dick. Right. No. <laughs> so there's a group of straight men and some homosexuals okay. that they have a series of posts of them in like Marvel comic gear. Oh, wow. Right. That's a kink. So one guy, I'm like, this homosexual, he's like ripped, blah, blah, blah. He. Wait a minute. Is this the guy who loves not, Captain America? This is a different guy. Okay. There's. Uh, an entire community of these men, and I always is it think their that their version of LARPing. I don't know. I think I always think that they're gay, and then I find out. Oh, and then they're with their girlfriend. I'm like, wait, what? I know they're basically like teenagers with these ripped bodies, and they, but like not just like like me wearing underoos when I was a kid and I was Superman, but you know, underoos with no cape. But they're is like, is it weird full that on. mine were C3PO? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Not at all. C-3PO, the thinnest person in space. Of course not. In any universe. (laughs) Of course. Do these C-3PO underoos make me look fat? Does this metal make me look chunky? Do I look more like a robot now? (laughs) I could have chosen Wonder Woman and I was like, I want the gay British guy. (laughs) I want the rail, the stick figure. Oh my God, if my mother ever gave me R2-D2s, I'd be like, what are you saying? So I'm dumpy, is that it? Is that it? I'm short and I'm fat, is that what you're saying? But there are these guys that literally, um, I got stuck in this guy's Instagram and literally his feed was, when it's not like him flexing and like trying to fuck everybody in the camera, Yeah, it was him in like a Superman costume, a Peter Pan costume, (laughs) 
um, like a Pikachu Wait, costume, and then like every Marvel, any any Marvel like what I don't even. But I he's just even. a buff version of that. Like he's a buff Pikachu. He's buff, but then he gets into this these costumes, and I'm like, you have just turned off the sexy with like one. Well, because he's show. Peter Pan. Who's going to be attracted to Peter Pan? Michael Jackson. Um, before we continue, Uh-oh. this asshole, this asshole straight kid neighbor who I'm like, would it kill you to make your bed Wait, in the last the one who six months? brings the girls home? Yes. And it fucks them in while I'm eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. like, would it kill you? And then he, then he had the nerve. Would it kill you to get a curtain? <laughs> so last night he and his fucking friends like have like this big party. I'm like, it's fine. And then I wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And it's, it, I mean, granted, I live in Hell's Kitchen, but I'm like, it's, there's always some asshole like, you know, blaring some kind of music in yeah. front of the bodega downstairs. Uh-huh. But it seemed really close. And Marcus is like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. And then our neighbor, this kid, was blaring music. So it's like right near us. So it's like reverberating through like the, the hallway. What time of day is this? Six o'clock in the morning. No, go straight to hell. I I was like, I couldn't figure. I went to the street. Like I looked out the window. I couldn't figure it out. So then I looked closer and I'm like, these kids look like they have, like they haven't moved from when I first saw them when I went out for dinner. Like they're all in there partying or whatever. And I was like, that can't be their music. No. So like an old man, I put on my slippers. (laughs) I go in the hallway. I look down. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? And then I Especially go downstairs. Especially with your facial hair right. right now, I picture a robe and slippers. I just, and then I, I um, I go downstairs to the the floor underneath, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It was like I, I don't know how no one else complained. I go downstairs, and I'm so pissed. I beat on that fucking door like yeah. it was my childhood bully. <laughs> It was Tina Turner and Ike. And I just heard them all like scream like little girls. <laughs> and then they didn't answer the door. And I walked <gasps> back up to Then all of a sudden, everything shut off. All the lights in their apartment went out. Everything. I was like, what the? Mark's like, what'd you do? I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything. I just fucking beat the shit out of that fucking front door. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. You Thank scared you. them. And they never knew what was on the other side of that door. They never wanted to find out. That's correct. You are terrifying. Your knock is terrifying. It was more like a, a pound. It was like what can you what can you demonstrate on? <laughs> oh what, my god, that went right to my ass. That's oh. <laughs> what it was. Oh my god, that's intense. You know what that is? That's the version of bad place to stand. Well, because their and door is right. Their um, living area is like right next to that door because it's set <gasps> differently than mine. So I know if you've ever like I know when I would get like fucking high as a kite in my fraternity house and someone would like bang on our front door, I of course would soil myself. And then like the spirit of Jesus Christ like appears. (laughs) The power of Christ compels you to turn off your stupid music, you assholes. (laughs) All right. It's time at last because Jules is gonna have to float right out of here. Yes. Like the Peter Pan fairy he is. All right. It is time. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Mizrahi. And I'm Kate Moss. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? 
That is the sound of two cuckoos, damn it! Because that's what we do. We're cuckoo for you. Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're pulling them out of the closet and dusting them off and trying them on to see if they still fit them. That we're giving them away to charity when we realize we look terrible in suede. All right, we're True. reading their articles. Yeah. But we do look good in suede. I think that's yeah. going to come back very 70s. Okay. So what are you waiting for, damn it? Follow us on your social medias, at Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face, because you know I'm twatching. I'm twatting. So yes. check out the Twitter. Uh, we have a website, DearPodOfficial.com, where we have every last episode just waiting there for you. And eventual merch. Event- I know I've been promising this for a long time, but eventual we need eventual merch. merch. We have an email address, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Every week. We are taking your advice questions, and we will answer one of them on the air. Or just shoot us an email. Just tell us how you feel emotionally, how physically. Physically, I feel like crap. So let's share these stories. Um, we have a YouTube page. We're uploading all of our episodes there so you can hear the audio and you can see some some vids so you can see what we're wearing. Uh, you can check out the Kendra Cunningham shirt that I'm wearing today. And if you are a Patreon member, we will send you the link directly to my friend Kendra's uh, merch shop. She has actual merch, but patreon.com slash official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week because we need the money so we can create merch. We need merch. event merch, merch. Damn it. Uh, yeah. My bod this week is not featuring the workouts. Let me tell you, it's a gorgeous day out today, too, because we, it's, it's spring. Cold out. What are you talking about? But it's like sunny. But the other day, it was like 65 degrees. Mm-hmm. I was just wearing a leather. And then it wasn't. And then it dropped. And that, and when this happens now, and this is how I feel like I'm aging, I feel it in my joints. I've started saying it. I, I feel, feel it, it in my, my fingers. I, I am becoming arthritic very quickly because of our weather. And I'm like, God, you know, when I go to turn this body in, at the end, I don't even know if I'm going to like get turning like turning shoes in at a bowling alley. <laughs> no, it's like, am I going to get the Kelly Blue Book value for this body? <laughs> I'm only going to get like 1500 bucks when I go to turn this in. I'll be lucky if I can trade it for anything. Can I trade this for a younger, harder body? Well, this is the best we can do is like 38 years old. Yeah, because I'm not treating it. my joints well, you guys. Not treating them well. But I'm treating you well because we have a new episode for you this week. We're actually bringing the plane into the hangar on February episodes, which are love-themed. We are reaching this is the last episode of crap <clears throat> February. I, I see the spring light at the end of the tunnel, and that's not just because of global warming. Sort of. Ish. 60-something degrees. Yes. So holla for a dollar. The final love episode of February is... Love Lost. Lost Love. Oh, yes. I always forget to pimp out what I've got going on, but this is a very important time for me, you know. April 8th at QED Astoria, I will be recording my very first of what will no doubt be many comedy albums. Mm -hmm. April 8th, that's a Friday night, 7 and 9 o'clock. You want to be there. There's going to be laughs. There's going to be entertainment uh, from me, there's going to be funny words falling out of my face and mouth okay. and other orify. Yeah. So go to Erin McGuire official or no, don't no, go to Erin and you'll see all the links for tickets over there. 
I will be doing shows leading up to that, obviously, because I'm at Stress Factory. Well, by the time this drops, actually, this drops the day that I'm at Stress Factory. So I'm going to pimp that out too. Stress Factory, New Brunswick. I'm going to be starting to piece all the little bits and odds and ends together. So Stress Factory, check them out. And we'll post this on... um, On the the Deer Pod, yes. We'll post it on our socials, Medea's. Uh, But yes, April 8th is the biggie. Friday, April 8th, album taping, QED Astoria. Be there or and be, be square. Square. Or be C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> you can be anything you want to be with underoos, baby. <laughs> so we have our final love-themed uh, articles this evening. Love Lost. Want to hit it? Yes. Gently move your papers around. Yes. This is from the Daily News, Port Angeles, Washington, March 28, 1977. Love lost and she'll set sail. Dear Abby, my husband and I have been married for 36 years. He is 64 and I am 57. There has been no sex in our bedroom for the last six or seven years, not even any signs of affection. He has even refused to kiss me, saying I would only expect it to lead to something else, and he is impotent and can't deliver. Now it turns out that he has found another woman and wants a trial separation. He leased an apartment for six months and he's leaving and he's living with her on a trial basis. He says at the end of the six months, he'll let me know whether he wants me or her. The other woman is 36 and divorced. And you can't tell me that she's satisfied to just hold hands every night. I asked him about his impotency and he said the doctor gave him some pills that are supposed to rejuvenate him sexually, naturally. I don't know if the pills are working. Maybe I should ask his new friend. I have talked to an attorney, and he gave me the the name of a psychiatrist. I should wait six months or force a decision. If he decides to stay with her, I want to go on a cruise around the world. The ship sails in June, and I don't want to miss it. What should I do? Signed, Elsie. The fuck? (laughs) Elsie! Dear Elsie. That was my grandmother's name, by the way, so I'm now wondering if this was her article. There's not a lot of people named Elsie. (laughs) Dear Elsie. Don't hang around waiting for your husband to decide whether he wants you or not. Get on that ship and bon voyage. Oh. Mm. I hear they have unsalted butter on there. (laughs) I can can just imagine. This is like the beginning of like the love boat. Goodbye. Goodbye. Everyone just like, you know, just littering (laughs) off the side of the boat just with all that confetti. I've never understood that. I'm like, these people are setting sail and they're just littering. (laughs) They're just like literally littering all over the ocean. (laughs) We're just like, because we're we're, leaving. We're we're leaving all our shit with you guys in this bay. We're leaving. Here's all of our shit. Oh, and here's my empty Slurpee. Oh, God, here's my Stickers wrapper. Here's Bye. my broken champagne bottle. Yeah. We're throwing confetti at you because we're leaving you. If they could see us now. We can't see you through all this And those shit. fucking cruise commercials, there's, I mean, I didn't even know that that was a real song because all I could think about was Kathy Lee Gifford singing that Carnival Cruise Oh, yes, song. that's how we only got to know that song. As a kid of the 80s, yeah. the only reason you know that song is thanks to Kathy Lee. Just like walking like she owns the ship, which she basically does. <laughs> she does. She does. Absolutely. Okay, a couple so, things on this. So he's left me for someone else, and he said, in six months, I'll decide between you and this other hot piece. What a champ. And she's like, I'd like to know because I want to go on a cruise. <laughs> not, like, not like, I'd like to know because I want to have some self-respect. But no, I, <laughs> I want to go to Barbados. <laughs> 
with Ethel Merman and Victoria Principal. And Halston. The QE2 is leaving out of New York, and that's really the important thing here. I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but I've heard there's an unlimited buffet in three different parts of this ship. You just cut to a... <laughs> <laughs> like a mid shot of Elsie looking over the the banister, yeah. just like looking at the ocean, and then like Doc comes on. Hey, how are you? Like as if I made the right choice. <laughs> really... Hi, I'm Julie McCoy. Did you just leave your are marriage you, for a carnival okay? cruise? Seems like you're really sad. What? Oh you just God. come up with someone on the side of a boat. Julie. I like that you also picked Barbados. Why Barbados? It's like Acapulco. Do these places still exist? I don't even know. These were like vacation hotspots in the 70s. And Puerto Vallarta. Like yeah, like, well, that still exists, right? Yeah. But I don't think Acapulco do? still exists. It's like, is Barbados really still a place? That is a genius thing. Look, can you let me know if you're going to leave me? Because I can get a great deal on a Norwegian, <laughs> Alaskan cruise. I got to steam this dress for the captain's dinner. <laughs> There's a white party at eight. Can you make your decision on our marriage? Thanks, friend. Love boat. We're the, the, the dynasty of, of all uh, old Hollywood goes to die. Yeah, you knew if you got booked on Love Boat, and, like you're like, going to be oh, retired fuck. soon. You guys, my agent called. They offered me Love Boat. You That's have kinda... a fucking Oscar. Are you going to do it? Well, I guess so. I don't know. I feel like this is the end of my life. Yeah. Who's on with you? Uh... It's like the final <laughs> trip to heaven, you know? <laughs> the love boat. Your career is dead in the water. Or, or they're going to die in the next six months. Exactly. It's almost like, no, no, please don't make me board that boat. Please. No, I don't want to go. That's why Betty White's never been on it. No, no, here. <laughs> No, I'm I'm good over here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good, good with my Emmys over here. Yeah, I know yeah. I don't need going. to do it. I don't need no, to do no. Love Boat. Yeah. No. <laughs> Barbados. <laughs> Six months. Trial separation. Can you imagine, like, I don't know. I'm going to either toss it away or uh, I got these new fancy pills. Yeah, I'm yeah. Try out with Betty or Royal here. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they could see me now here on Leaving the fun my ship husband. cruise. <laughs> I'm eating lots of chow and having fun. Like, I still remember that fucking theme song. Wait, is it the exact same? I know it's fun ship cruise, but after that, is it the exact same lyrics? No, she changed it. The, I'm I, eating fancy chow and drinking fancy. Oh, yeah, Oh, oh, I remember oh, I'm sorry, that. <gasps> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Is our My creativity just stuck here. It's fine I'm that sorry. it means nothing go ahead, to Aaron. trial. No, I'm going to do a trial separation with Jules at me this podcast. Too. Get out of the room. Get me O'Neill surfboards. <laughs> I'm going to marry a guy named O'Neill. I really have to stay with him then. That is just me in a nutshell. Oh, all right. I have a love Good. lost article for you. This comes from the Daily World in Opelousas, Louisiana, August 30th, 1959. Lost love, lost ring. Dear Anne, I went steady with a boy for four months. We got along fine until two weeks ago when he began to act unsociable toward me. I can't figure it out, but we just lost interest in each other, and now we hardly speak. Yesterday I heard he's going strong with another girl. I decided to give him his ring back. I looked all over for that ring, and it's nowhere in sight. Do I owe it to him to replace the ring, or shall I wait until he asks for it and then tell him he's out of luck? Signed, Foggy Mind. Dear Foggy, 
Since he hasn't mentioned the ring, he probably attached little importance to it. Let the matter drop. If he should ask for it later, explain you lost it. But you'll buy another if he wishes. Ian! Fuck off. I'm not buying another <laughs> ring. What did this come out of a Cracker Jack box? He's probably got a closet full of them. And he's, she's like 15, so it's one of those rings that you go, <laughs> I definitely thought my Jules was going to give me that ring. It's when a lollipop proposed. ring. Yeah. I, he gave me the ring, and then I ate it. It was an onion ring. <laughs> if he asks for it back, you just go back to Burger King. I was hungry. <gasps> when was the last time you had an onion ring? Just sidebar. I don't know. It's been a while. Oh, maybe we'll get them today. Onion ring. No, it's a carb. I'm not eating it. Let's be real. I I have to fit into my C-3PO underoos. (laughs) I got to keep my boyish figure. Uh, Replacing items that people give to you. Has anybody given you a ring aside from Marcus? No. Somebody gave me something. Oh, it was when I was dating the con man, but I bought my own ring. So that was, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, Tinder Swindler. (laughs) Have we talked about that? Did you watch that? Uh, I watched the Tilda Swinder Tindler. Oh my God, the Tilda Swinton Tindler Swindler. (laughs) Like that's (laughs) Tinder. That's like Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. It's like red leather, yellow leather, (laughs) red. It's what speech pathologists are going to do. Tinder Swindler. Tilda Swinton, Tinder, Tinder Swindler. That's same for Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler. Yeah, Swindon. but I can't do it fast because I think I'm stroking. Tilda, Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler. Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler. Even that. I feel like my neighbor right now because this must be what he was doing till seven o'clock in the morning. But even the girl who was taken for a ride in that couldn't say Tinder Swindler. She kept saying, I am the Tindler Swindler, the one who took all of his clothes and sold them. You've watched this, yeah. right? Uh, first of all, I'm obsessed with this documentary. She was the best part. Like, she's like, fuck that. I'm, I'm gonna- selling your Gucci's yeah. on eBay. <laughs> so right now, I somebody- need my clothes. <laughs> that is really sharp that she's like, I'll just, I'll just sell all your items, all your luxury items. So right now, somebody's walking around with a Tinder Swindler, like Gucci sunglasses <clears throat> and Prada heels. And-, and, he's, and someone's probably still dating him. I oh, love they, him so much. Did you see the end of it? Yes. Yeah, he got out. He's dating that Israeli model. There's no... First of all, I would have loved for the Tinder swindler to come for me. And he's like, baby, what do you mean you can't open Macy's card? <laughs> like, I'll be lucky if I could get you a gift card at this point. Okay. I've got a diner's. i got a defunct diner's You're card. You're dating a stand-up comic. What do you... <laughs> diner's club. <laughs> you want to... You wanna, I, maybe I can get you 500 bucks on this Discover, but it's not taken everywhere. I've got a Staples card, a Crocs and Brentano's, and uh, Barbara's bookstore. Bonton? You like Bonton? I can buy you anything you want at Bonton up to $75. So get in the car. <laughs> I would be Take the shittiest It's target. my final offer. It's my final offer. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? <laughs> I've got two for one boxer briefs at Structure. Are you coming or not? <laughs> all, all you can wear at Express. You like Express? Huh? But only the button down shirts because they're on sale two for one. And that's, I have a credit limit. I reached it. All right. <laughs> Back Sun's having a, having a sale. What do you want? You like to wear a Hot Topic? Huh? Any shirt that says you had me a bacon? Huh? I'm going to take you to Target. The sky's the limit, baby. Just Just you unreal. And me. Unreal. But the, Get in my leased car. <laughs> you like Corollas? You ever driving a nice 1989 Corolla? You, okay, good, but you have to push it to get it started. It's not, it's, not, it's not like that yacht that you were on, right? <laughs> it's a 
amazing. I, I, I mean, I ate up that documentary real fast. I still couldn't. I was like, if someone asked me, like, and then I opened up another line of credit. I'm like, how? Where are you getting all these lines? How? What do you do? You just met this person. <laughs> Fuck. Let me call you. Also, if if Jules ever said my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> taken by con man before so i specifically for these gals but if jules was ever like my enemies are after me i need you to open up a thirty thousand dollar line of credit i'd be like well uh, hi there uh, i need you to open up a line of credit for thirty thousand dollars because uh my enemies are after me yeah that's it my enemies uh with my diamond father my father who dealt in died you want a piece of daddy because my enemies uh, like this is a real. What is this? A, like a B movie, a Mickey Rooney B movie. <laughs> My enemies are after me. Like, boy, did you bark up the wrong tree? <laughs> Let's sing a song about it. <laughs> Tell me more about these enemies. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Who are your enemies, Jules? <laughs> I think I, I'd be like, I'm okay. Who are your I'm enemies? Okay. Do you have any enemies? I'm sure I do. <laughs> I'm I- okay. I'm okay. I've Look. dated people where they're like, they'd ask you for things. You're like, they they wouldn't like reciprocate, like pay for anything. I'm like, I think we've reached our limit here. Our credit limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're done. We're splitting this. Oh my God. It We're splitting so... this Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's going to be so dis. I bring you to five-star restaurant, baby. You like chilies? <laughs> I want to be my own version of the Tinder swindler, but like within my realm of what I Just can like, afford. Like, you can like meet me at this Applebee's in ten minutes. <laughs> Whichever I'll show you bagel the you want here, I'd pick a bagel. <laughs> wow. Well, let's wait till five o'clock because that's when they're on sale. <laughs> pick any bagel you want as long as they're day old. <laughs> the Tilda Swinton Tinder swindler. I said it correctly. There you go. Takes a second. Takes wow. a steady hand. It really does. You have to have a lot of focus and a lot of tongue dexterity, both of which I have. Um, let me bounce right into this next Please one. Please do. This is from the Naples Daily News, Naples, Florida, November 19th, 1984. Dear Abby, Dear Abby, this is for In Love in Oregon who went to Harrison Beach, Oregon, and met a girl from Grants Pass. He said it was love at first sight, and they spent a fabulous weekend together, but they said goodbye before he could get her last name. He asked you to help him find her. If he's sincere, he should have no trouble finding her. He could go to Grants Pass and knock on doors asking, Does Mary live here? Knock on doors! Does Mary live here? (laughs) Or he could place an ad in the local newspaper saying, Mary, I love you. Call me and give his telephone number. Or he could get copies of the local high school yearbooks for the appropriate years to find her picture. He could also have flyers printed saying, Missing, the girl I love, first name Mary. Please help me find her and tack the flyers on telephone poles. Of course, if he feels that the time and expense aren't worth it, he doesn't deserve to find her. Signed, Port Ritchie, Florida. Or he could go to Rydell High and go, Summer loving, have me You're not the same Danny I met at the beach. Oh, Danny's okay. <laughs> I changed the <your> plans. <laughs> you know, in the original version that she's, she's, uh, she's Polish, and then they changed, you know. She's Aust- Wait, in the actual play, of course. Right, and like then the- they changed it because Olivia Newton-John clearly is, is not Polish. Oh. But she has a Polish last name. Oh. Sandy Dombrowski. 
But they never really say her last name in the movie, do they? Yes. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Yeah, there you go. Talk to Mark about Olivia Newton-John, and you'll never get her to stop talking. I, I, no matter what, whoever does fucking Grease, I'm sorry, you'll never live up to Olivia newton You will never live up to either one of them. So, here's the answer. And fu- 58-year-old stalker Jenning in that movie, <laughs> you will never live up to her. She, you never could, because she's Gosh, 58. She's the only high schooler who's menopausal. <laughs> Side note, in the movie, yeah. Sandy So she, they doesn't, it's not well, they Jombrowski it. in the movie. It's Olsen in the movie. Oh, really? they did change it. They adjusted. My apologies, man. My apologies uh, to the people who did Grease. We should just, know their name. I shouldn't have gone on that rant. Oh, well, I uh, apologize. <laughs> Let me just, it's going to come back to haunt well, us <clears throat> when we get Joe Rogan big. So here is Abby. Dear Port, if he places an ad in the Grants Pass newspaper saying, Mary, I love you, call me, and gives his telephone number, he may have more marriageable Marys than he knows what to do with. He might even meet another Mary and fall madly in love with her at first sight, too. There's even an outside chance that his Mary is already married, or going, or living with someone, and she's hiding. I'm Mary! No, Mary! I'm Mary! Mary! Just walk the streets! Mary! Mary! Mary, I made out with you! I'm in you. this manger! I haven't had sex, but I'm pushing this thing out. I'll be right with you. Mary! Do you remember the anal? Anal! <laughs> Like the town crier version she, of that crazy. She ruined my cable knit sweater, Mary! <laughs> she scratched my back up, Mary! I told her never to trust a fart, Mary! I need my sweatshirt back! Unshaven, Mary! Hey, landing strip! Landing strip, Mary! <laughs> mask with ponytail on top. Mary! Tell her Paul is waiting on the corner for her to sit on his face again! Mary! Spit my mouth, whore! Spit my mouth, whore! Mary, remember that? Mary? Does that voice sound familiar? Or what mu- Let me do the muffled version. <laughs> you beat me with black licorice strips. Remember that? <laughs> I miss you. Call me. 646 Hot Jake. <laughs> That's probably a real number. <laughs> Everybody call Hot Jake. <laughs> we have so many titles in this episode at this point. Six, oh, my four, six Hot Jake. Uh, wait, remember the Craigslist section? Yeah. That was like, I saw you missed opportunity. What was the name? Missed Connections. Missed Connections. There was like a whole page of yeah. it. Remember print? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Miss Connections. Saw you on the subway train. You were reading... <laughs> Jade Austin or some crap. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember. You looked that. at me. I looked at you. Do you think anything ever actually came of people doing that? Yeah. Really? Probably. Oh. Well, if you ever, if you were way. creepy and bored, then you'd see the responses. Hey, that's me. I'll do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we need to bring that back. But thanks to social medias, you can just out and out stalk somebody mm-hmm. and take pictures of them. Huzzah! Oh, I have one. Are we actually making good time for you? All right. I have one final article for you. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, Mary! This one comes from the North Bay Nugget. Remember my nuggets? Both of them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounded like. 
You're like a Thanksgiving turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I'd like to stop you. Anyway, this comes from the North Bay Nugget, North Bay, Ontario, Canada, January 23rd, 1992. Lost love, a threat. Dear Ann Landers, a while back, one of your readers wrote about how her husband discovered his long-lost love at a high school reunion. It ended their marriage. I am panic-stricken that this may happen to me. Years ago, my husband had a dream girl whom he hoped to marry. You're my dream girl. Boy, <laughs> she chose someone else. Nick. That's got quotes around it. Nick used to talk a great deal about this wonderful first love, but it has never bothered me. We have been married six years and have a child. I have always trusted my husband and never felt threatened. A few weeks ago, Nick won an award which resulted in some publicity. This woman found out where he is and has called him at home several times, leaving messages. She has also written. I read and destroyed the letters and never gave him the messages. She is divorced and says she made a mistake and now needs him to be her friend. I'm sure that eventually she will connect with him. I don't think Nick would leave me for her, but I believe he might be tempted to have an affair. That would destroy me and our family. I feel terrible keeping this knowledge from my husband, but I keep hoping she will give up. What should I do? I can't eat or sleep. I love Nick and can't share him with this romantic attachment from the past. <clears throat> Please help me. Signed, Faithful Reader in Connecticut. Can't eat, can't Wait a sleep minute. anymore. Jules is from Connecticut. Uh -oh. Wait a minute. Dear Rita, if attachment writes or phones again, give Nick the message. Let him know that you love and trust him and that you are sure he would never do anything that might destroy his family. Then let it be. Pleading, crying, and threatening will only diminish you in his eyes and accomplish nothing. P.S. Please write again in three months and let me know how this turns out. Aeon! 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 I got a man! And it's your man! Have any exes ever come out of the woodwork for Marcus that would threaten you? Mm. I'm very, oh, there was one that was sniffing around Jules and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. But there's nothing you can do to stop messages. Like in this no. day, you could rip shit up and no one would ever be any the wiser. What about that guy? Who came for me? Yeah, a guy I dated once upon a time. You know, he again, 15 years older, he was a douchebag, but I never knew. It was one of those, like, relationships that gets way too hot and heavy way too fast. Like, it just accelerated very quickly. Because like I was 26 and had body dysmorphia and a terrible sense of self-esteem, which... <laughs> Been there. Never plagued me ever again no, after this relationship, right? And, uh, yeah, then, then he kept trying to get in touch with me after. But this is like, I wasn't with you at this point. I wasn't with my jewels. He just kept trying to, like get in touch with me because we were supposed to be doing a show and he found out that I was going to be doing it, blah, blah, blah. So basically we were going to intersect again. Uh. And he kept calling and emailing him and trying to reach out and trying to leave messages. And then uh, I, I enjoyed that because I was like, you better squirm on the hook there, wormy. <laughs> yeah. Twil Tilda Swinton. <laughs> you taught him. <laughs> I learned, yeah. We, we, know, we, were, we were dating and you were rehearsing. 
rehearsing for something or auditioning, and you saw him in like. Oh yeah, he showed up in the hallway. Uh, yeah, he recurs. He's a recurring character in the wants, nightmare of my why, sitcom of life. He wants closure, and you won't give it to him. Oh yeah, he literally said he wanted closure. Which who actually comes right out and is like, I just want to close the chapter on this book and I'm like I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna give you you don't want to know what I can't want. read so there we go. <laughs> my Fred Patrick's colorblind yeah I, it was uh yeah so he kept sort of like trying 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 and I I wrote him a scathing email and that was the last thing I ever wrote to him because mm-hmm. he just wouldn't back off and I was like here's exactly what I've learned about you after the fact and here's what I because he cheated and but he was also a, just a horrible human. Yeah. He's a narcissist. Narcissists smell blood in the water. There is something, I mean, talk about the Tinder swindler. That's the thing. He can smell the blood in the water of the women that, like, he, they know how to target that. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. It's like they have a superpower, and they only use it for evil. Yes. And if you've ever been with somebody who's actually like a textbook psychological narcissist, they their goal is to, like, break you down. Mm-hmm. That is the the end game. So that's what he was, and I was a, a young buck and a you know impressionable gal who just wanted to be in a relationship and thought that everybody wanted the best for me in this life. And but basically, he tried to reach out. And, uh, so basically, you're Ashley Judd and Kiss the Girls. You escaped from the underground prison. I've never seen Kiss the Girls, but I'm going to trust you on that. Okay. No, I wow. was I was sitting on the floor too, nope. and that's like you know when you're just not expecting. I was like sitting on the floor of this hallway, stretching out, just like. I like to sit in a straddle position and stretch while I write things down. Yeah. Get a stretch. Same, yeah. It's past the stretching. Like, ma'am, this is Dunkin' Donuts. Can you get up? <laughs> ma'am, this is Starbucks. But I'm writing the next great American novel. Don't stop me now. And I, these shoes appeared in front of me, and I was like, oh, who's stopping to tell? What homeless guy? And then I look up, and it was him, and I was like, ah, crap. You know what? You just don't want to. You're like, I'm not ready. Yes. But I did have good makeup on. Always have good makeup on. You never know when you're going to run into an ex on the streets of New York. <clears throat> we learned nothing from Sex in the City, the original. One time I ran into an ex, and it was just one of those days where I'm like, fuck. Ugh. And we were talking, and then, of course, a bird shits all <laughs> over me. I'm like, this. <laughs> They're like, it brings you good luck. I'm like, <laughs> didn't that day? <laughs> I didn't really hope a bus day. is coming around the corner. <laughs> Wait, you were were you talking to him? Uh-huh. And then just a bird shat on uh-huh. your head. You know, like there's like the collection of pigeons that love like uh, a crosswalk. Oh, and you're yes. just like, I don't know. I don't trust these people. And by people, <laughs> I mean these pigeons. Who's ever feeding them or like lacing this fucking lamppost with bird feed Turd, or whatever? Yeah. And then I'm just like. Ugh, I just, just, I'm, I'm still heartbroken. I just don't want to. Uh, oh, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> how many birds are up there? I'm totally you over eat? you. What's that oh. mean? <laughs> God damn these Chipotle birds! I'm having birds. the time of my life. I've never been better. <laughs> <laughs> I look dropped, amazing, and I'm over you. Who's throwing white out at me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's always the worst. Birds know when you're having a problem. I remember I was like crying in England, like you do, and I was sitting. And a bird of, flies in your mouth. Yeah, and it was with my ex, but, but now my ex boyfriend, but my boyfriend at the time, we were like having a fight about something, and I was like, I just, I don't know. I, maybe these birth control pills aren't right. <laughs> and then a bird shat on me right at that moment. It's nice. I've put my head in so many sinks. 
All right. You know what it's time for? And I'm not just saying this because I have to pee. It's time, time for <gasps> Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Talk about painful things and then sing about it. Nothing I can't handle. Tilda Swinton's Tinder Swindler. Tilda Swinton's Tilda Swinton's Tinder Swindler. Everybody, do it in a, do it in a, like you're warming up your voice, ready? Tilda Swinton's Tinder Swindler. <laughs> if I ever open a bar, it's going to be called Tilda Swinton's Tinder Swindler. Ma'am, have you been drinking? No. What's the name of the bar? Tinder Swindler, Cinder Swindler. Cindem Cinder Tilda Swindler, Tinder Swindler. You guys. Slender, blender, tender. I got tequila shots. Becker, (laughs) Charles S. Cheese. To sit in solemn silence (laughs) on a dull, dark dock with Tilda Sinton's tenders, Windler. That's fine. You you and her huge big cock. (laughs) All right, go on. I don't even care. Have a good time. Straight line. (laughs) So this week we have an Instagram mail question. Slide into our DMs at Dearpod Official on Instagram if you have any advice questions that would like to be answered, or of course email us old school. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Email. Email is getting old school now. It feels like I'm saying dial up. So reach out to me on AOL Instant Messenger. Love over dial-up. How did anybody hook up when we had dial-up? I am not knowing. Well, I don't like you enough to sit through the handshake. (laughs) All right. Instagram mail. Hit me. Dear Pod, I am a high-level exec at a corporation, and I just hired an assistant about a month ago. Problem is, with each passing day, I grow more and more attracted to him. I can tell he feels the same. Our flirting has been off the charts. How can I pursue a relationship with him and not get in trouble with HR? We live in such a litigious society, and I'm afraid we could put our, both of our jobs in jeopardy. But the heart wants what it wants. Should I throw caution to the wind and just go for it? Signed, Working Girl, Rachel Green. Working Girl. <laughs> working oh, girl. <gasps> Rachel Green. Someone's been rewatching Friends. Dear girl, girl, the heart wants what the heart wants. Huh, I've heard that. And I've heard a lot of inmates stake that claim, too. If you have six months of savings squirreled away, I say go for it. Especially if you don't give a fat rat's ass what anyone will say or think of the situation. If you don't mind being the next headline or water cooler gossip, by all means, throw away what you've built for yourself. Ask someone who wore white jeans and just threw caution to the wind when deciphering between a fart and a shit. Choices have consequences, and for you, there won't be enough bleach to help you out. Abby. Bleach. Wow. Aggressive. Angry. Here is Anne's answer to uh, working girl here. Girl. Dear work, the only thing you should throw into the wind is the idea of hooking up with your assistant. Have you learned nothing from the Weinsteins of the world? Leave employees and potted plants alone. If you cross the professional line, I can pretty much guarantee that, like my sister's ferret, it will come back to bite you in the ass. (laughs) If you're hell-bent on hooking up with Mr. Tess McGill, check your company's policy on inter-office dating. That woman is my secretary. <laughs> Though I can't imagine your bosses would be too quick to greenlight the classic 1980s pairing of CEO and secretary. Like I tell my jewels every Tuesday night, wash your ass. I mean, watch. Watch your ass. 
This is a gray area in the Bermuda Triangle of dating, and you don't want to get sucked out to sea because you sucked off an intern. This romance could end in a trip to the unemployment line for one of you. Before you lose your 401k, I would 23 skidoo yourself out of this tryst and find love at the local Chili's or Flingers next door. Or just find a broom closet with a really strong lock. <laughs> Good luck, you tightrope walking son of a bitch. Happy job hunting. Ayan. Yeah, I think you're just like... You're the only one who's really worked, worked in an office, office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right? <clears throat> right, right. Uh, what do people date? I mean, here's the thing, though. They do, and it gets messy. Well, this, but where, I mean, like, how else are you going to meet people? Well, especially if you're... A Tinder swindler. Like, a lot of people, well, you either just, you, you have a boyfriend, and then you have a work boyfriend, which is also kind of gross. Okay. You're like, wait, aren't they, isn't he... But, like, I think about this now, especially, like, yes, we have every dating app, but sometimes what if something happens organically? It's like, where do you meet people? You're not, like, going out to bars and coasting, so it's like, you're going to meet somebody at work, Mm -hmm. but given that we are in the world we live in, Mm -hmm. and the Me Too everything, and all of it, everybody is very hesitant to even, like, look at anybody sideways. Mm -hmm. What happens if you meet somebody that you you like at work? Well, the other thing is... When it doesn't work out, then you see them every day at work. I mean, right. you go in with that. And then you change the no. dynamic of the, like if you're working in a team. Oh, yeah. And then the team pairs off, and then all of a sudden you're part of their drama or whatever. Of course. You're part of their honeymoon, and then you're like, okay, you guys need to do this yeah. with us. And then when it falls apart, it's like, oh no, I'm not. Like, I'm there's not no on, doubt. This isn't Maury Povich. I'm not <laughs> doing this. I'm not, it's not Kramer versus Kramer and mm-hmm. I'm not picking who I want to live with. Yeah, no. But like, there, no doubt the air will change. The atmosphere mm-hmm. changes when that. Date someone on a different floor or on a different team or whatever. It's different. Like, don't date like your secretary. Date someone that is like, oh, you work in design. Great. I work in operations. But how do we'll you, how intersect. can you manipulate that feeling? If you, if an assistant works for you, mm-hmm. let's just say hypothetical. Let's pretend you work at Ralph Lauren again. Why? I, I, I don't do know. I just, I don't, but let's pretend. Okay. Let's pretend you're a high ranking person there now, VP. And they, <laughs> VP this, okay. and they assign but, you. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm here. Okay, but this is a hypothetical. <laughs> let's make up. Look, maybe the career vice, counselor I'm is going to say. Well, piss off. <laughs> what if the, after six weeks with the career counselor, he's like, you should work at Ralph Lauren. All of my oh, paperwork God. has come. Every, I've put it into my computers, and that's it wow. keeps spitting Florist. that back. Florist. Wow. Horticulture. That is really what a career counselor said to me, not even making that Florist up. is what they told me. Horticulture. I want. I beg to differ. If you see all the dying flowers upstairs right now. <laughs> the, only t- the only thing I was like, a florist, I didn't realize how lucrative floral design is. All I thought was... Uh, Joyce DeWitt's character, Janet, on... Was she a florist? Yeah, she had a floral shop, floral shop but her floral... Like, her shop looked like all these dead plants. Like, <laughs> this is a fucking... Like, I've never noticed. So every time, like, I filled out one of those things, they're like, you should be a florist. I'm like, oh, that's what it's going to be like? <laughs> I'm going to be like just, Joyce DeWitt? I'm just going to wear pantyhose to the beach and have all these dead plants around. <laughs> And, not and of course, I go tan. straight to like the woman version because there's no, like, <laughs> there's no man version. There was no template. In the I can't 80s be like Diane Carroll and Dynasty. <laughs> I, all of my all of my go tos are not men. They're women. 
Wait, have you really gotten florist when you've done these things before? Yeah, like when I was a kid. What if this guy comes back with florist? He's not. Well, now I know. You've told him not to? Well, I mean, now I know how lucrative floral design is. Would you actually go into floral design? Well, I'm colorblind, so that makes it very difficult. I'll work with you because I'm obsessed with flowers, but I kill them. So as well, long as I, I do, don't have I, to maintain. That's, I, that's something that I have to do at work sometimes. So yeah. Yes, that's something that I do. Maybe it worked work to your advantage. I cannot wait. I want to do a follow-up on this. So as soon as you are done with your, how many sessions in are you? Two? I haven't started yet. Oh, so this is all preamble. Mm-hmm. And you will work with him for six weeks. Can you give, give us sessions. updates every week on what? I'll be working. Like It's kind of like a six-month thing. So. Okay. Okay. So over the process of six months, by the end of this six months, he's like, your goal, a trial. He's like, he's like do you play, do you, he asked me, he's like, so do you, are you being asked to leave? I said, no. He's like, oh, that's good. I want to leave. Yeah. And he's like, is it because of this, 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 this? I said, no, I think I've just done my time. He's like, oh, but Patty, okay, after good. six months, either you'll have a new career or you'll take a cruise. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> In the morning, in the evening, and we got fun. Or you'll work on a cruise. Carnival's got the fun. <laughs> Fuck, I should have been more specific. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is what they don't tell you when you do the secret. I swear to God. Every time. I, I guess I secreted Carnival Cruise Lines because I had that fucking Kathy Lee Gifford version in my head. I did it. I didn't know. It's like getting the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, <laughs> you know? You got to be specific about what you want to show up. No, I got to fucking sing that song every night. Every night as the cruise director. <laughs> you would be a good cruise director. I, <laughs> I love your shoulder pads and your blazer. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a uniform? No, it's just <laughs> no, choice. I'm just going to the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> just singing with this empty plate. <laughs> I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> Have fun. I cannot wait to see what this comes out as. Me too. Six months. It's a six-month process. So you basically you're working with him once a month. Something like that. I mean, I do okay. my own. I guess How I elaborate own. is the paperwork? Because you know, I once tried to join eHarmony and I got so overwhelmed with the paperwork of it that I stopped four pages in. Well, like the initial one, it was it was very easy. The second one was like you know check off. It it you know goes into like. Oh my god! I heard check off like C H E K O V. Then we do check off. We do check off. Do check off. <laughs> Okay, so okay. His approach me. is really great, so let's All we can right. discuss this. Ooh, I why don't we do this? Let's do this, and then Ooh, we'll. That looks fantastic. Oh, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be a citrusy beverage. I oh! can see something floating in it. I had to take a thing. Time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. If you could see me now, working out another job. Me and Kathy Lee on the stupid cruise. Anton Chekhov On a fun ship Holy cow You'll never believe it If my friends could drink this now <laughs> And they can Because it's a specialty cocktail Which is between the sheets That's right Once you get James Jules Ferris in the sack There's just no telling where the crying starts And the snoring begins I can attest to this This is true the sheets. The sheets. For this you will need One and a half ounces of cognac Oh a half ounce of Benedictine. I oh. A half ounce Cointreau and three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice. That's lemon juice for the lemon right there. Shake all the ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a flamed orange zest coin. Who the hell are you? A flamer. He's an orange coin flamer. All right. Nobody? All right. Tasting notes. 
Let's wrap up this month of love and end at the place where we would all rather be. Between the sheets. This libation comes to us directly from the new craft of the cocktail book by our master go-to guru of mixology, Dale DeGroff. This drink is a relative of the sidecar. Think of it as your boozy Uncle Charlie. But there is no way that he would ever be in your bed, let alone your house, says you. There are other versions of this drink that omit the Benedictine. But where's the fun in that? That's like getting your partner in bed and saying, I have a surprise for tonight. This is Carl. Sure, we can ask him to leave and we'll still have fun. But think of the possibilities if he stays. This sex tip is brought to you by the good folk at the Maha'a Tiki Lounge. And this is Between the Sheets. I was All trying right. to think of that song. That's what I was Googling right Between now. the... Isn't that like a 1980s song? Yes, but what is that song? There was a lot of like Something tasting of tears in 1980s songs. I taste the tears. I love these Wow. Tears. Wow. That's good. You shake a good martini. Well, Tilda Swinton's <laughs> Tinder Swindler. Slap bartender, me on I'll have another Tilda Swindler. Bartender, I'll have a Tinder Bartender Swindler Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. What was she having? A Tilda Swinton Swindy Cinder. <laughs> With some cinnamon. If you can say it, you can drink I'll it. I'll have a cinnamon Tilda Swinder Cinder Swindy. Cinder Cindy Snifter. Cindy from Three's Company Cindy. This is delicious. It's sour, but good. Yes. I think it's because it's very, very cold. It's almost like drinking orange juice, except it's lemon. It's a lot of lemon. It's, lemon. it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you just suddenly lit, did a little Liza. It's, it's a lot of, you know, Liza's got a lot of lemon from Lottie Lenya and Lorna. Lorna loves Lottie Lenya lemon, Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindlers. <laughs> and I said, Mama, Tinder Tilda Swindler. Mine turns into Arthur. So I don't oh, know. Well, that's perfect. It's, that's everything we need in one package right there. Well, I mean, they're both You in do, it. Arthur. You do him. You do a Dudley Moore, right? I guess. You do, ready? But see, the thing is, like, it's so sour. It, it kind of just, it goes right to your jaw, jaw, my jawbone. My jawbone hasn't been this tight since 1963 before I started going to Studio 54, you know? And then I took it in the pee. <laughs> wow. How much did you drink? I drank two Tinder Swindlers, Tinder Swindlers, and then I could say it five times fast. <laughs> Bartender, it's five Tinder Swindlers. I don't order the milk, though. Then then pound on the door. <laughs> Look, I've been drinking this since 5 p.m. <laughs> and at 6 a.m. You're going to get it? Listen, this party is fantastic. We've had at least Tilda Swinton's Tinder Swindler five times. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's so intense. Ah, I like it. And I don't drink cognac. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.